2: Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away from Strat Stew to Kalkin ready for the roast and a nice warm solstice cup. We've got you covered and everything in that galaxy far, far
1: away. I'm Justin. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I just want to send a happy life day, if that's what you choose to celebrate, out uh, to all of our listeners.
2: Very Nice
0: and it is so great to be back. I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's it's been such a long time,
2: <laughs> Maggie. We have missed you. Yeah,
0: I have been all around She's the galaxy.
2: <laughs> super, super busy lately. So, um, it is it is great to have you on, Maggie. Uh, we're we're without Kyle this evening. We're kind of recording on a weird night, but um, we're, we wanted to get a, a, a quick episode out to everybody here before the holidays. Give you a little something to. Audio feast on, if you will, as you're sitting around with family, and you maybe just want to tune them out for a little while. Uh, a brief episode here that you can digest, uh, or, you know, have a hot cup of coffee after your meal and just just enjoy, or whatever it is. So but yes, happy holidays, everybody. No matter what you celebrate, uh, we just want to say happy holidays to everybody, whether it's Life Day, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. Happy holidays and a happy New Year. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm, I got some time off coming up. I am ready. I'm ready for some R&R and projects around the house for about a week. <laughs> Does anybody else have any big plans uh, over the next uh,
1: week or two?
0: Working. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's like I'm working. Not fun. I'm learning cover songs for a New Year's Eve playing a show at a New Year's Eve party. And it's That's pretty fun. Yeah, it's You excited or nervous? It's going
2: great. Or both. (laughs) (laughs) That was very confident. It's going great. (laughs) It's so good. Oh, that's awesome. It's like Nacho Libre. He's like,
1: I love my life. It's the best. It's good. It's
2: good. (laughs) Very convincing. Oh my goodness. Very convincing. Um, yeah, if you, if, uh, you know, if you're traveling for the holidays, if you're getting together with family, everybody, obviously be safe while you do those things. Um, if you're looking for something to listen to in the car, if you're traveling, Hey, you can check out all of our podcasts. They're all uploaded to YouTube. They're also anywhere you can find podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever, uh, they're always out there. Um, and then I was going to say, if you need a last-minute Christmas gift or a holiday gift, right, go out to Tee Public. We've got some shirts out there that you can order. I don't know that they're going to get there in time for Christmas if that's what you're shooting for. But hey, a belated Christmas gift or just send it to them afterwards and say, here you go. I love this show. Have fun. you could do that as well but they're both out there but yeah definitely check out the uh youtube channel because uh we have a previous interview with one of the authors of the books that we're going to be covering today that you may want to go back and listen to because uh he did uh talk about this book a little bit so we're going to be uh we're going to be covering um the life the life day treasury by george mann and Kevin, kevin scott and um Today, and it's uh, it was a good book. So, but before we get to that, we've got uh, a little bit of an update here. Woo! Get your plane tickets, get your tickets for the event celebration 22 weeks
1: and counting. 22
2: 22 people. Um, they dropped a little bit of news earlier, or was it last week? Yeah, on um, vendors. Like, if you want to volunteer to i don't know work staffing if you want to work booths cosplay i think they had a number of different yeah, things. yeah it was like fan
1: panels can... tables volunteering it was like several things several yeah. different things
2: bunch of different stuff you can sign up for so i don't i don't know how that works do you have to already have a ticket to the event and then you sign up for one of those things and you can volunteer or like if i don't have a ticket to go But I sign up as a volunteer. Do I like get tickets to the event?
0: I'm pretty confident it's unpaid labor, but you get like admittance to the day that you're working. Oh, hey! But like you're working gig though, so you can't actually like go to any of the panels or do anything except on your breaks, which are like ten minutes every like three hours or something.
2: Is it like an? Are you working like a eight or twelve hour shift, or is it? Um, I know the local
0: convention four to to six hours, ten hour shift. Uh, depending mm. on which area of the floor that you're working i know that there are some that are like 4 to 5 hour shifts but that's like the whole day
2: <laughs> yeah that's true true and and you're you're running around and you're doing stuff and you're trying to keep unruly star wars fans mm-hmm. uh, at bay, and, which and in this can case sometimes be a pain. it's going to
0: be keep your mask on keep your mask on and then you know how people <laughs> love being told to keep their masks on
2: That's true too. So you know it, uh, or you could maybe you get lucky and be working like the autograph area, and you got to like escort, you know, the autograph people around. That'd be fun. I could get behind that. I don't know, but yeah, go check it out. They they had a bunch of stuff. It's on Read Pop. It's a Star Wars celebration. You can check it out there. Uh, But the sign up form is there. You can go. I don't know if you get to select anything. I haven't gone to look at it yet. But um, they just dropped that bit of news last week. So. On a positive note, maybe that means there's more news coming, which is good. Um, but at this point, we haven't really heard much from them. So, any news at this point is is a welcome welcome change in in my book. So, speaking of news, we did have a couple things pop up. Obviously, Bring Home the Bounty updates. I think those wrapped up was that last week, I think the 18th maybe was or this week is the last the last day for the Bring Home the Bounty stuff, but they've been dropping so much stuff on a weekly basis it's crazy whether it's gentle giant um what a diamond select toys um hasbro just a ton of stuff they have been killing these bounties lots of stuff out there um some stuff they dropped was actually pre-ordered like weeks ago like figures that were already sold out from hasbro and they dropped them on the bounty days but that was a
1: little odd what has everybody picked up from this uh
2: um um
1: that's a good question.
2: Um any highlights? Uh I don't know that I picked up anything specifically from the bounty. I had pre-ordered some of the figures that they put up there, but that was about it. Um and that was from Hasbro like a while ago. But specific to that, I don't think there's anything that I picked up. I did pick up a I did pick up a Boba Fett tiki mug from uh from um, what is that? Home Goods. Hmm. I did get that. It was
1: nice. Yeah. I. What about I, you? I got the Bo Katan helmet last week. Mm, um, it is
2: nice. It's good looking. It's good.
1: And I picked yeah. up some figures that I found out about through Bring Home the Bounty, but and they obviously weren't the sold out ones because I was able to get them. I I think there's a, a a few figures that I picked up, and some of those actually, now that I think about it, might have been like not Bring Home the Bounty, but like Justin. Saying hey, these are going up tomorrow. Um, oh. <laughs> but actually, so we're not done. We have this week. Uh, there's one this week on the 21st, wow. and then there's one next week too on the 28th. So that even the day oh before the goodness. drop, yeah. Okay. So
2: I for some reason I thought it was done like the 18th or something like that. That's okay. That's good. So we got two more weeks. Uh, we'll see what comes up. I don't know. Um, there. I don't think there's been anything that I, I've been like, oh, I really got to get that that I didn't already pre-order or have ready, but um yeah keep your eye on them because they sometimes they release news on it like the monday before the actual drop on tuesday and then they go up for pre-order like the next day so keep your eyes on uh on the social medias and you can usually if you're following the right pages you can get tidbits on drops or what's
1: coming up so. or it's walmart and they're supposed to go up at <laughs> noon and they're up at 6 a.m and you can buy them before they're even labeled
2: that's Oh, that's true. Maybe that, I think that is one that I told you about, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you no, you were, one? and yeah. I was like, how do you know? It doesn't
1: say Ahsoka, you're like, you sent like the, a screenshot of somebody else, yep. yeah.
2: Yep, you're right, you're right. So I did get something from the Bring Home the Bounty campaign. Um, yeah, Walmart, I sometimes they, I, they their pre-orders are crazy, because, yeah, it's supposed to go up at one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time, but then they're up at, you're right, 6 a.m., with nothing, no picture or anything, and it'll the purchase will go through. So as long as you know the landing page for it, you can pre-order it at six AM and you're good. Yeah. It's crazy. Walmart. Gosh. The worst. Crazy Walmart. Uh, speaking of figures, we hadn't really talked about this one. I think the last time we we did our show, the numbers for this uh were dropping as we as we recorded our show yeah. with the has Rancor project when we recorded last, it was, I think, the last day. Um, and as we were watching it, the numbers were dropping throughout the day. And then towards the end, I, I will give it credit the Rancor made this unreal run hour like two hours before it was supposed to close. The numbers went up and up and up and up and up. And I'm like, okay, all these people apparently are all of a sudden now throwing their money at the Rancor, and then it missed it by. what was it, maybe 200 or so, I think. It was not, it was a valiant effort, but ultimately it did not make its goal. So the project failed, and then immediately the numbers started to go down. And I think that was because they, if it doesn't meet it, it automatically just refunds it back into uh, accounts. So roughly 7,000 or so accounts just instantly, it went back down to like 830 some. And I have no idea what that 830 some was, but it stayed there for a while. So, uh, you know, and I forgot this. We, we talked about it a little bit. This is actually not the first failed HasLab project. The first one was the Cookie Monster. Hmm. What, was, they tried, what was the
1: Cookie Monster?
2: It was like a, a, a puppet, like a full size. Uh, Muppet if you will like that you could get and everybody was like well we love Cookie Monster but not that much and it was kind of expensive but I forgot that Cookie Monster was um, and I thought there was one more but I know Cookie Monster for sure did not get backed and that one was not uh, like I said it's expensive for a puppet that really doesn't do much other than sit there so uh, but yeah so the failed ha- the Haslab project failed. Um, if you're looking for something like that, may I suggest, though, there are plenty of independent creators out there that can 3D print figures that do all of the same things that Hasbro figures do with maybe some stipulations, meaning you can get, you know, figures with full articulation in their arms and their hands and their feet and, and all the ball joints and things like that. A lot of times they come in kits, so you have to put it together, depending on what it is. Or they come unpainted. um, And usually if you want it painted, you have to pay extra for that, obviously. Um, But there is a a person out there. It's um, Moff Gideon's Customs on Facebook. If you go to Moff Gideon's Customs on Facebook, you can see all of the stuff that he's created. And that includes a six-inch black series, Rancor for the 300, roughly $350 price tag that Hasbro was putting out there. So the big difference, I think, is that this was, his is, is just independent. It's him using his 3D printers. He creates it, puts it, you got a kit. You can either get it as a kit or you can get it assembled and painted um, by him as well. It, obviously, there's an extra fee with that. But if you just want the kit, it's cheaper than what you would have paid through Hasbro, I think it's like two fifty. Um, don't get me wrong; still expensive, but again, you're it's a small time business. You're supporting small business. Um, it does take time to print that with materials and things like that. And I think that's where a lot of people were upset with the HasLab project because it's a it's a large manufacturer, and you're charging three hundred and fifty dollars for this thing that you are essentially mass producing on a line. How is it not cheaper than three hundred fifty dollars? There's no lights. There's no sounds. Your stretch, your stretch goals are figures you've already released and repainted, including a construction or a cardboard diorama background and some bones. And I think that's that's why it didn't work. It just it was a miss. Um, So we'll see what happens. I don't know where they go next. Do they go back to three point seven five? Do they try again with the six inch? Um, But if you're looking for something like that, check out um some of the independent makers on facebook um they make some pretty cool stuff i will say this moff gideon's customs has a 3.75 inch scale bendu uh, which is pretty awesome uh and i did uh i did place an order for the I was, Bendu. I, had to, <laughs> I was gonna ask i had to get it i had to get it. it's uh, it's so cool i mean it's huge um and i think he's got articulation in the arms the legs, the head, and the hands, which is fine with me, so it 'll work just like your basic rancor from old school, so but yes, I did reserve a spot for that, so i'm pretty excited i don 't know Josh, any thoughts or uh, ideas on Haslab and where they go from here
1: well i just I, I hope that they uh, Hasbro like has a grasp of why, like, accurate reasons why it didn't work and doesn't take like the wrong message that, oh, Star Wars things aren't like don't sell or something like yeah. that. It's just kind of like one of those things where, like, a movie won't do r- well, but the like the Hollywood executives or whatever will will take the wrong reason from it and you know, change the you know, yeah. it's like, um, or or something will do well and, and like the batman movies the christopher nolan B- batman movies were dark and gloomy so then all dc movies had to be dark and gloomy cuz that was successful like that kind of thing so i hope that they yeah. i hope that they know what they need to do to you know they have a good idea of what they need to do to be successful next time yep agreed which agreed. i'm not i'm like a baby collector and i i i realize what they like where they messed up i feel like this was pretty on the nose so Yep,
2: the writing was on the wall early on, so. Um, Other news, we've got Book of Boba Fett starts next week on 1229. Maggie, how excited are you for Book of Boba Fett?
0: I am so excited for the Book of Bonnet.
2: (laughs) 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 Um, and, And Maggie, a lot of times, will get screeners. She'll get books ahead of time. She gets a lot of stuff in advance nothing no, for book of boba fett nothing she's gonna really under wrap experience thing. it with the rest of us common folk <laughs> telling me <laughs> and watch it on tv I have to get at super early in the morning i have
0: to write a review
2: <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness but yeah super excited for book of boba fett uh seven episodes so it's a short run um but i cannot wait to see how this goes i feel like ruling with respect will only go for so long. <laughs> um it's, it's going to be interesting and we'll see what happens. I got like the wheels i just figure like a picture falling off of this pretty quickly. So we'll see what happens, but um and then lastly C2E2 just happened. Was that
1: last weekend? last weekend, yeah?
2: Last weekend. Josh Josh and Tab were at C2E2. We were, How yeah. How was it, sir?
1: Well, yeah, C2E2 is our is kind of like our cornerstone convention we go every year actually we go every year except for the year that i met you uh at star wars celebration because we chose to do that instead I ruined it. you yeah. ruined the streak but it's okay uh we Sorry. went to a a different convention in the same venue at the same time period ran by the same con company so i think you know read pop didn't miss out yeah. at all on us so um there wasn't uh much star wars uh that i did but uh You know, I feel like it's it's a good sign for Star Wars celebration to see a Reed PopCon up and running, and you know, people having a good time, Mm -hmm. and people for the most part following mask mandates, and uh, it seemed like the you know the vaccination proof process they had was working pretty well. Um, You had like vaccination security that you had to go through before you even got before you bought your tickets and then before you got into the con each day where they hmm. checked your you like when you bought your tickets you got a um a cinch bracelet that you couldn't take off all weekend um oh okay and, so it wasn't
2: like a re- check like every day you had to, like that basically told them yeah um what they needed it,
1: to know yeah and um so and then you had to like you had to show that at one checkpoint before you even got to security, each day, um, you know, and, and most people were wearing their masks. Uh, there were a lot of, uh, you know, nose pirates, um, which I'm like the chin, at, the chin diapers. Not no chin diapers, all the way down. Nose pirates, like oh, the, okay. oh it's covering right. my mouth, but my nose is out, and it's like, I, you know, if it was like, you know. May 2020 and your nose is out okay fine this is new but at this point i feel like you're you're making a choice um you know and i did but i did see some uh you know mask security folks there were um there were folks with that i can't remember what it, it said something about masks on the basc- back of their shirt but they had like boxes of disposables for people and they oh. were just like roaming and then That's um nice. i did there were multiple times Throughout the weekend where um, someone like with a staff shirt on would come up to someone else in line and say, "Hey, you need to pull your mask up um, if they had pulled it down and they weren't eating or drinking so yeah um, but I did uh on this you know I, this, so this con for me was mostly wrestling. I met several wrestlers um, although one slightly related uh, wrestling piece I met Matt Cardona who is a wrestler and he was in wwe and now he wrestles in other companies but he the other thing that he's not uh known for is that he's a huge toy and action figure collector like okay. he might put you to shame like uh it's it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of wild <laughs> and um and we met and so he has a big podcast and following for that too and it's funny because he's a very boisterous guy he's a wrestler so you know mm-hmm. that's he has that kind of energy, and he was very, um, he was very, pol- he was very nice meeting him. But he was kind of subdued, and I was kind of surprised by that. And then I started talking to him about the Hazlab and Black Series okay. figures, and he lit up, and he was like talking and talking and talking, and it was just so funny to me. I'm like meeting him because he's a wrestler, but I said, "Hey, you yeah. know, I've, I've, I'm a baby collect- figure collector, and I've gotten into this and." These black series are killing me, and oh, what about that Hazlab? And you know, and it was just funny that he was, uh, he was like so much more into talking about all that stuff than anything else, and that yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. So, I did, uh, I did meet, uh, Charles Sewell, who is uh as I uh tweeted about uh, three for three on High Republic authors, very nice, uh was talking to was uh talking to me in a line formed and he was like, Take your time figuring out what you want to do. And because I was like, I always try to um, you know, I want to get something like signed that's Star Wars from um that's uh mm-hmm. from them. But I, I, I like to buy authors like other stuff so i was trying to figure out what i wanted to buy and yeah he was just he was uh as nice as nice could be and um hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to get him on the show sometime but uh that'd be yeah, yeah it's very cool and then um one other star wars related thing i i was uh interviewed for the rebel base card podcast uh i met him uh, uh greg who hosts that and um that was pretty cool so uh i'm nice. on episode uh 106 and i Very i cool. uh you know prom- promoted the show uh, i'd say like b plus <laughs> effort on my my behalf so yeah but it it was fun it got me it's a nice little uh primer for a celebration and um yeah it's it's it really says something that uh breed pop handled themselves well enough that like tab felt pretty comfortable like talking about someone Mm -hmm. who still hasn't eaten in a restaurant yet but we went to a huge convention so okay like yeah it was they i think they did a pretty good job
2: yeah nice well good um sounds like you were you had a good long days for sure probably because first time at a con in a while, right? So I'm sure by the time you guys got back to the hotel, I was like, oh, just exhausted. Yeah,
1: and well, on the first day, I knew we had so many meet and greets on uh, Saturday that I was like, we need to get everything done today. So we were like super zonked on Friday because we did, we did the entire con floor. We did Artist Alley. We did everything. So Okay, but nice. And I met the invisible okay. man, oh, yeah? John Cena. How did you even see him? Well, I was told he was there.
2: Oh okay. Here, stand here. But there's. We swear there. he's next to you. He's on the other side of that plexiglass. Yep. He's like a he's like a opposite vampire. Like you can't see him in real life, but when they take a picture of him, right. Or in a exactly. mirror, he's there. Yeah. It's opposite. Yeah. Vampire. No, he wasn't
1: okay. there. And then I, when we got the print out of the photo, he was magically he was there. It was weird.
2: <laughs> Very weird. For some reason, I picture like you walking around this con and like mask police walking around with like vibro staffs from Star Wars. Or the the staff that um, the collector has in Thor Ragnarok that when he touches his brother he like melts into the goo. (laughs) Like (laughs) I don't know why, but that would just amuse me to see these people walking around, and if you're not wearing your mask, they just hit you with the thing that turns you into that blue bubbling goo. Or, or with a cattle prod, one of the two. <laughs> Either one's fine. So, that, okay, hey, I'm that's gla-
1: I, I. I'll I'll sign up to be the mask police cattle prod at a person at <laughs> Star Wars Celebration for one day. Why not? There, there oh, you go. Oh no, see? that's we get Tab to do that. She'd be, mm, she'd be so good. She did. She get her <laughs> cattle prod taken away in like fifteen minutes. She'd be. I was gonna say would zapping she Zapping everybody like, with their nose out? Hey.
2: Would she do some like just fun ones too? Like catching people off guard? Like they're really like wearing their masks, but then she just like walks up and goes...
1: Bzzz. No, you know, I think she like, has right. respect for the, uh, for the mask, the people for who the are physician. compliant, so... Okay, yeah, All right. Don't abuse the authority. No, no, no.
2: Okay, good. Good, good, good.
1: Um, keep an eye on you, Tab. And I did, I, there was a, obviously um, 501st had a presence and there were a lot of Star mm-hmm. Wars cosplayers, but I, I saw, there's one character that I saw for the first time ever. And that was Jax. I saw nice. a really good Jax cosplay. Um and but I mean a lot of the a lot of really good cosplays, but not anything I mean a lot of beloved characters that you're used to seeing, but Jax yeah. was a new one, which was cool.
2: Nice. Yeah, we uh there were several from uh uh the Ohio Garrison that were there for that weekend that I know, so because a lot of the pictures popped up on Facebook for uh the Ohio Garrison, so good. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, Glad to be back at a con again. Felt great. Which is always a good thing. Yeah. Well, today we're going to dive into not High Republic, but we are getting into one of those authors' books. And hey, Um, there's a
0: High Republic story.
2: Yes, there is a higher public story very yep, Maggie got me there. Um there is a higher public story in here. This is uh, we're covering uh, Star Wars Life Day Treasury, which is a collection of short stories by George Mann and Kevin Scott. It was released back in September, September 7th uh, of this year, 2021. And The collection, it's basically a collection of eight myths and fables told around winter fires and high-tech heating pods across the galaxy that will bring holiday joy to young and old Star Wars fans alike. From Jedi in, in the city to Ewoks in the forest, from Wookiees to droids, in this charming collection you will find holiday feasts, ghostly apparitions, snowy adventures, and much more. Ultimately, these are stories of hope in the darkest of days, of family found and otherwise, of kindness and of love. And Maggie's exactly right. It covers everything. The very first story takes place during the High Republic. Mm-hmm. And we cover everything from there to uh, original trilogy. Um, there is even kind of some uh I don't know, I guess former I don't what do I wanna say, like former canon Ewok. Stuff and Kevin
0: Scott is a uh, known Ewok lover, so every time he gets the opportunity to bring an Ewok in from the now decanonized Ewok stories, he's gonna do it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
1: well, yeah. And although I was so the when I first read the Ewok story in here, I was so excited to hear the Gorax mentioned Mm -hmm. and Chukatrak. Because those were like two instantaneous references for me, but I I looked it up because I was ready to be like, ha Ha-ha, ha, Kyle, ha ha ha, it's uh, canon. It's canon. Yes. But both the Gorax and uh, Chukatroc were already re-canonized in a comic book, um. So this mm. this did not, and I I I was wondering the same thing about the Tree of Life story, like if Lumpy was, but. Their lumpy is also was also already recanonized, mm-hmm. but I still love the fact that Star Wars authors are one willing to, and then also two given the green light to um, bring back these things that might have like a questionable past. Uh, and it and it shows. I feel like it shows that. I mean, even though we dragged the Ewok movies when we uh, when we, uh, it's it's nice to see us like kind of coming they full circle and appreciating things that maybe were like taboo at one point yeah. or another. So yeah,
2: I mean, I I like as far as characters go, Chukatruk in in the in uh, Caravan of Courage was one of the better characters I thought in that movie. He's the one that I think dies in the end. Yep trying Too soon. To, with the axe yeah he like I think he was actually the only one that died yeah I think he movie. was so bringing him back like having him not die like be a legitimate character was was is good like i I like that character um the gorax uh I mean it's fine like it's just a big monster it's a a giant creature in the Star Wars universe um and actually in in the the short story in this book, there's a monster bigger than the gorax is what they were alluding to was that the monster that was in the woods was larger than what the Gorax was. So, um, but yeah, the, the it covers everything. We get different perspectives from different creatures, uh, different, or excuse me, different species of aliens in the star Wars universe. We even get a droid perspective in these short stories. So, we have there's what is it what eight short stories and the first one is Coruscant Solstice which features Stellan Geos um and it's basically he's enjoying the holiday on Coruscant uh his his spidey sense tingles about something you know going wrong in the area and he basically follows a pickpocket um and follows the pickpocket down into the sub levels of Coruscant and realizes that he's you know, stealing to basically pay for um food and things because he's got an ailing mother. Uh I think it was his mother. Grandmother, right? grandmother. Grandmother, grandmother, thank you. An ailing grandmother on the lower levels of Coruscant. And, you know, he makes a deal with the kid. He doesn't turn him in. He basically says, look, you can't be stealing. You gotta find a better way. Like you just you have to find a better way. Promise me you'll find a better way. And um ultimately he he breaks bread with with the boy and his grandmother uh, at their home and then brings them up to uh, the Jedi Temple. And they get him clothes, they get him food, um, and he helps them out. And it was a, a, the way it was written was was great. I mean, it was a, a beautiful story right off the bat and it really kind of pulls you in and gets you into the mindset of what these stories are going to entail and how they're going to go. Um I don't know, Maggie. I, reading this, I thought characters in this in this book and these short stories were flushed out faster and better than in some of the other books I think we've read or in some of the movies.
0: Oh, I, to be I honest. agree. And I think it's a combination of the fact that Cavan has gotten so good at doing these very um, short stories because of doing the comics. And George Mann has obviously done the myths and fables stories. And they work so well as a team writing in tandem that I think that they're able to reach that fulfilled story so much quicker when they're working together.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it was like, and we know Stellan from from the High Republic novel, so it wasn't like we're learning anything new about this character. But his, I guess, relationship with Coruscant and how he loves the city and Yet realizes that there's still a lot of problems, even in a great city or on a great planet like Coruscant. It, it's it's kind of like, okay, it just reinforces like, hey, he, this is a good dude. He's genuinely trying to do the right thing and um, trying to make, even though it's a little thing, he's trying to make it a better place as best as he can. Um, but he's ultimately only one person. So, um, And then, you know, old An Old Hope, which is the story of LAR1, which is a droid, Larry. or as I call call him, Larry. <laughs> uh, he is. He was on his way home from picking something up in town in one of the most most uh, most espa, I think. And he's on his way back, and he gets picked up by Jawas. They steal him. Uh, he gets into the sandcrawler, and he's with these other kind of very disheartened droids in this the belly of this sandcrawler. And one of them recants the tale of. I forget what that, they they refer to him as though it's like the bearded, the oil bringer or the, something like that. The oil bringer, that's it. Thank you. Um, they refer to the. They tell this story of the oil bringer, who's essentially like a Santa Claus type figure who shows up and while droids are asleep and and gives them oil or fixes things on them, and then he's gone, and they wake up and they're like, oh great, this is awesome. Well, um. And before I go too much yes we are reading we are going to give you spoilers on this book so if you haven't read this yeah you should probably tune out i forgot to put that preface before the first one but um it, it's still a good read
0: September
2: Good point good point <laughs> It's still a great read go read it it's short it's 178 pages you can read it in an afternoon if you read quickly um but uh it's worth it it's worth it but if you if you haven't read it and you don't want spoilers then then tune out but yes, we are going to kind of tell you the synopsis here. So anyway, uh, the, the the sand crawler gets attacked by some kind of giant beast. It gets knocked over. All the droids kind of fall out.
1: It's a it's a um desert elk or a sand elk.
2: Yeah, apparently rather large. Where were
1: those on um, Tit uh,
2: in A New Hope? Yeah, yeah. And uh, but before that, like on the on that eve or the like, right on that eve, while all the other droids are sleeping, Larry is a perfectly fine i guess lack of a better term healthy droid he's got all his parts he's mobile operational he's things operational thank you and he basically while the other droids are powered down goes around and fixes them he oils them up um one of them's missing an arm and he finds another arm from laying in a junk pile and fixes that droid and um he got it from they the get armory. attacked by this yeah they get attacked by this elf Nothing? thing the armor <laughs>
1: You're a dad. You're supposed to like that.
2: <laughs> I was, I was in, uh, I was in re- recap mode. Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't pass it up. I knew you'd appreciate it. He picked it up from the armory. Oh, Josh, Josh, Josh! Uh, so they can He fixes them all. They get knocked over by this elk thing, and then in 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 the scuffle as they're waking up, they realize all of their parts have been fixed. Um, they're oiled, and then they. There's a hole in the the sand crawler now. the back door fell off, and they all escape well Larry, poor Larry gets hurt um I think when it got knocked over he got he hit something and his like leg fell off or something broke when he's all
1: depleted because he's been using his energy yes. all night to help them and his oil reserves to help everybody else,
2: yes, and um as he's laying there basically thinking this is the end uh i'm not gonna make it everybody else left me even though i took care of them um they didn't realize it they just thought it was the oil bringer and sure enough as he's laying there and it's it's almost like that as he's getting ready to pass out kind of thing this cloaked figure with a beard shows up and you know basically says oh come on little friend or something to that effect and Picks him up and takes him off and gets him fixed. And um, it, it, your your insinuation is that it's it's Obi Wan because he's earlier in the story too. Yeah, um, he sees him standing there and he 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 helps he helps Larry out. And um, the insinuation is that it's that it's Obi Wan.
1: Well, they yeah, and they mention in the, you know during the rescue that he's basically you know they don't say oh he's using the force they say like he's. Making you know like parts are levitating throughout the sandcrawler yeah. or whatever, and he's waving his hands or you know something like that. So
2: mm-hmm. you know, so it was a, a good little short story featuring o- our friend Obi Wan. We hope we think that's our inclination, though. Um, the Kindling. This was uh, the tale of Fanya and Rorik. Fanya is a Twalik from. Aeloth, who i believe we know another f- character from Aeloth. lorna
0: d correct
2: lorna d um she is from Aeloth, and rorick i don't remember where rorick was from though um not important <laughs> not, <laughs> uh but they're basically escaping an imperial mining camp is that yeah. right yes okay um and as they're escaping, Fanya tells the story of um was it Darth Quellis. Is that the right one? Yeah, Darth Quellis, who basically came to Aeloth and put out all of the fires that basically kept Aeloth a warm planet and hearty, um, and and things like that, and this old the old woman who was very the old woman in the village who was very unsuspecting um was always bundling what was it like kindling moss moss. she was putting moss in like pouches and making hundreds of them and they just thought she was crazy and that's basically how the twi'leks on aoloth fought back against darth Quellis was that after he had extinguished all the fires They got so tired of just being in the darkness and the negativity and, um, in under his rule that they showed up as at his gates and lit the pouches and basically burned his little temple to the ground. And he escaped, I think he ran away and then never returned to Aeloth. So, um, that one was not one of my favorite ones, I guess. Um, it was a good, they're all good stories, but that one was not. One of my favorite ones, uh, the crew lock, which is the Ewoks story, where we had Wicket and Nisa and chukatruk truck, and um, we had Low Gray, Low Gray's in there. All of your Wicket, all of your Ewok Deej Tebo yeah, all, his brother Deej.
1: No, Deej is his dad. I think
2: <laughs> or his dad. That's it. What's his brother's name? His brother's um,
1: oh, what was his brother's right? name? His cocky it, brother. It
2: yeah. Deej is dead. dad. His brother was in there though too because his brother was the one that was basically giving him a hard time. But anyway, it's uh, the Ewok story about um, them going off. Excuse me. Them going off and um, I guess finding this ginormous monster um, because they didn't think Wicket was brave enough to go off and fight this monster, I guess. This was the only one that I was like I guess wasn't my jam more so than anything but I don't, am I missing something with this one? Like they basically don't—they get scared. They don't find the giant monster. They see a footprint, um, and then they go back to the village because I think they get scared. But then you find out in the end that it's Low Gray and um, what's his name? Uh, who's the chief? Chirpa. It's Low Gray and Chirpa. Basically, they play this prank on them where they make the giant footprint in the snow and they make the sound and. All that kind of stuff. So it's come more to spook him, I guess. So, well,
1: it was about him uh, proving himself to his brother. He got one over on his brother, mm-hmm. and and then, um, it turned out that it was just the elders messing with them all the time. But they were letting them mm-hmm. do it to kind of learn this lesson. I don't know. I liked it, but I like I like Ewok yeah. stuff, and I was very yeah. excited. It does look like um, Weechi and. Um, uh, Deej were not mm-hmm. canon before this story. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, okay so. then. There you go. Weechee's his brother. Yeah.
2: I think he has another brother too. Oh, and w- Winda as well. Winda. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure he had two brothers. They all began with W. Um, the next one, we had Song of Winter's Heart, uh, which was the story of Max and Rel. Maggie, this was uh, one of your favorites, right? Yes.
0: I really enjoyed it's,
2: this. Yeah, this is the story of um, essentially two kids growing up uh, on... Um, Alderon, Alderon, mm-hmm. And they grow up and kind of go two different ways. Max, I believe, is the... He's the one that goes to kind of... I don't know what you want to call it. Like to help other people across the galaxy... REL is the one that goes to join the Empire, right? Or well, he went to join the Republic, I think, initially.
1: Um and then No, because no, I don't think so, because he was already um they were already kind of complaining about the Empire. Um when the so when the guy when the when the one guy leaves, he's talking about like helping people like post clone wars so if the clone wars is over max yeah then there's no yeah. re- republic left like a humanitarian I yeah think. they're like i mean it's like yeah. the red cross or whatever like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Or unicef or something like
2: <laughs> yeah so he goes off to basically help with that rel goes off to be a soldier essentially he goes he enlists in um uh, the academy i think is what he refers to it as and then obviously um time goes by from when they're kids to kind of young adults and they co- they're they both home for a holiday and that's when I think Max finds out that Rel um, has joined the Empire and they still kind of talk and they're uh, very cordial with each other at that point point. Um, and then they part ways after they get off the train to go with their families. When Max and wasn't then, a rebel
1: yet, he was just doing the No, the he was, yes. He, he was then, radicalized after... <laughs> That I, yeah, he was yeah. yeah. I mean, after they blew up his planet, he was like, yes. "Okay, it's time to to turn up the heat."
2: Yep. So the third time that you the two characters run into each other, this is obviously some years after that. Alderaan has been destroyed. Max gave up on the humanitarian effort and joined the rebels. And um I don't remember the planet they were on, but it is a snowy. They're on. It's not Hoth. I don't think. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Hoth, but it was, um, they were in like the woods and, and Max is trying to get some Intel and he hears a soldier in the woods and once he's singing a song, I guess that they used to sing on Alderaan, um, during the holidays. And he, I think he kind of recognizes the voice. And then when he, he pops up, Rel kind of pivots on him to, and, you know, and aims at him and then realizes who it is. Um, and then they both kind of pause.
1: Well, he realizes their... who it is. is the, the reason he's discovered is there's a part in the song where they like both sing when they were kids, and mm-hmm. so the one guy, the stormtrooper, he's got his, he's like aiming his gun at the stormtrooper, and then he's singing the song. He's like, "Wait a minute!" And then he gives up his position by finishing the lyric. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like what are they call it? Call and echo is that call what and they response. Call, it? call and response. Yeah, and. So when he realizes who it is, they basically sit down and start talking and catching up and um, very different opinions, obviously, of who they feel is right and who they feel is wrong, Um, but they tried not to get too much into that. They just wanted to be the people that they were and reminisce about who they were when they were kids and the planet that that they loved. So, um, very interesting story. Um, I mean, it's a good read. That one was a really good read. That was one of my favorites too, Maggie.
0: I really enjoyed it because uh, it was based off of the Christmas truth. of 1914 during world war one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Super cool. And a lot of these have, I don't, I don't want to say like modern day fairy tales fairy tale type story genres is just set in star
1: Wars, right? It, it's most of them. Uh, you can tell what like classic Christmas yes, thing yeah. they are emulating. Yeah.
2: Um, spirit of life day. This is about Emmy who is a Bith, I believe on her planet. And basically life day used to be this amazing thing. And it was a happy holiday. And then after, the Clone Wars happened that basically killed a ton of people. Um, they stopped celebrating. And every, every year during that time, because I'm assuming the battle happened around the time of their celebration day. Um, during that time, it, it, these ghosts essentially come out. And they, all the people lock themselves in the, their houses. And they board them up and they don't let, anybody in and they don't go outside and because literally literally ghosts walk the streets of their town they come out during this holiday they walk the streets they can hear the sound of you know the droids the blasters the people the screaming it's very haunting um for the live people in this town but emmy Decides she's going. I don't She is she got out of the house through like a hole somewhere, um, and then gets kind of stuck out there. Oh, she was chasing after her cat or her um,
1: her pet. It's not a cat.
2: <laughs> I said cat, but it's not. a cat. I mean, it um, could be
1: a tuka cat, but I don't. I'm tuka, I, was look, I think that's what it I was looking to see what it was. Yeah, I think it.
2: I think you're right, Josh. She gets out because the the cat gets out and she's concerned. Well, once she gets out, she gets stuck and she couldn't get back in. And she actually sees these spiritual manifestations walking around the town, and it's kind of creepy. Uh, to be honest with you, um, you know, she's trying to to lay low and stay hidden. And I think she finds the the two cat or the pet, and she's got it um, in her arms. And then it makes a noise or something, and one of the ghosts like literally sees her and then flies over right to her and basically she comes to find out the ghosts are not there to scare the people or to tell them or like to keep them at bay the ghosts are trying to get the people to continue to come out and celebrate um and be spirited and have fun on the holiday they don't want it to be um a bad memory i guess they want the life day they want the life day celebrations to return and so Emmy runs around and knocking on the doors and basically trying to get everybody to come outside and um, get the holiday started again, I guess, for
1: lack of a better term. So
2: a uh, creepy version though. Creepy her
1: story. her um her pet was a Vorpak.
2: A Vorpak, thank which,
1: you. Which um are from Naboo, And they are um indeed. What are they this picture looks like it's from what is that? What is that Star Wars cartoon I didn't watch? Um, uh, oh, it's from. Uh, you talk about resistance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John's calling himself out here. And, uh, <laughs> but then I love this. This other little. It says, um, "Kira, a human woman associated with the crime syndicate Crimson Dawn, sometimes wore a shirt lined with Vorpak fur."
0: Love her. No wonder I'm obsessed.
1: You better watch out for Star Wars PETA.
0: (laughs) They can come get me.
1: Nice. It'd be like, it'd be like, uh, um, like beta or something. Beings against the, or beings for the ethical treatment of animals. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, Good story though. Creepy, a
2: literal ghost story. It was very cool. Um, Reflection Day, which is the story of Zalo and Kazmira. This is more of a, a, a romance story, like the two find love kind of in an unusual place. Um, I don't, it, it's like, um, I don't, it, it was, uh, Zalo's very, Kazmira is very into believing in, in, I want to say things happen for a reason and kismet and those kind of things. Zalo is very opposite of that, and doesn't understand like why, you, know, people make a pilgrimage to, uh, to Jeddah. is, I believe it was Jeddah, one of the temples on Jeddah.. Yep. And he doesn't understand why people make the pilgrimage to there, you know, for those reasons, and he finally does it and ends up meeting Kazmira, I think, first on a train. yeah, and then he runs into yeah. her again. yeah, and then he runs into her again, um, I think, waiting in line. To get into the thing, is that right?
1: She, she saves his life. He gets trampled in the parade, and she pulls him out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then, um,
2: and then uh, they just kind of keep bumping into each other. I think, or no, they stayed. They stayed together. They had dinner together that night, or something like that. Um,
1: she walks away. They have a weird interaction. She walks away, and then he decides to go over and pay for. He sees her like fumbling with her jacket to like get her credits and she can't find them. So then he goes over and pays for her food. They eat together and then he lets her go instead of going with her. And then he's like, Oh, I blew my shot. Oh, and then she shows (laughs) up at the mirror.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Interesting story. Kind of nice to see like a little Hallmark holiday romance story blended with some Star Wars in there, which was kind of nice. Uh, starring and Dean the big Cain one. <laughs> uh, what did I see Brandon Routh was in, uh, in a couple of them or at least one of them the other day I was watching one with my wife and Brandon Routh was in there I was like what's that guy doing oh yeah Hallmark movies okay huh. I like Brandon Routh pain sorry. gig I guess yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the last one of course the tree of life with Lumpy who is now a, like a teenager um, and he goes by Waru yeah it's no longer lumpy. He doesn't like being called lumpy anymore, and he's always on his Game Boy or whatever his data pad is. <laughs> he's always on his data pad.
1: So I, just, I love the. I'm not lumpy anymore. I'm Waru. Don't call me Billy anymore. My name's Will. Mom, God.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. It's. Uh. He's kind of an angsty. I don't want to just call him angsty. He's not angsty. A bit. He's just. He's God, just, he's dad's never co-
1: dad's never home for life day.
2: Yeah. He just is is in that place where he doesn't th- you know, he doesn't have the same meaning of life day that he did when it was a kid and he's too cool for the holiday traditions and things like that, and dad's not home and he's he's uh so they go to the the tree like they get the orbs out, the life day orbs, um, and they go to the celebration. He ends up breaking one, but then Chewy shows up, um, which is great. So
1: go ahead, Josh. Uh it just reminds me of like a very specific uh when I was a kid you would um like we would all be at my grandma's house for Christmas Eve and then all the kids at a certain point after dinner all of the kid all the grandkids would get taken on the light ride they would we'd everybody pile in a van and they'd drive around looking at christmas lights while yes. other adults <laughs> were putting presents and stuff under the tree um because yeah. Santa would like come on Christmas Eve at grandma's and then come at your own house too, like later f- f- for the actual Christmas. And uh yeah. I'm, you know, it's like when you're like twelve and you're like all right, I don't want I don't want to go on the light ride anymore. Like too old you know, for the light ride. So Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um It was a good story though. I like this one. Yeah, he breaks the he breaks one of the orbs. And then Chewie gets this idea. He goes back onto the ship. And Han's there. I forgot Han's in this story too. Uncle Han. He goes back. Uncle Han. He goes onto the ship. And he unscrews it from. I, I, it was in a light socket or something. He unscrews it from the ship. And, and even Han says we might need that later. Or something that he brings it out. And he shows Waru. And it's like a, a life day orb. That And these orbs contain memories of their families and friends and things like that and events. And, uh, it was basically all of them and including uncle Han. And, um, that's the one that, uh, Chewie must keep with him on the Falcon to remind him of his family. And he gives it to Waru. Um, even though the first one broke, he gives it to Waru cause he trusts him and, and kind of reestablishes that, uh, that father son bond. And that, um, you know, that, rekindles that life day love in his son and they put it up on the tree and they celebrate. So yeah, it was, uh, all the story. I like all the stories are really, really good. They're really well written. They're short. I mean, if you only want to read one a night, you can get through it in what, 20 minutes. So roughly pretty quick. Um, it's 176 pages in total. There are some illustrations in there that are really nice. Um, not many it's literally just the the cover page of the story is is the illustrations but it's nice it does put you in that holiday mood i would say i was i was ready to go
1: yeah i i really like it i actually didn't get to read it uh i was very busy and tab realized that and she decided without me asking her to do this that she was going to read it and out loud and record it and send it to me and it was very fun listening <laughs> to her mispronunciations of names and actually right before this um and she would describe like what the photo was on the at the beginning of the story and she said wookiees in church robes and then she saw uh itchy's name which is i'm um, and i told her i said listen i don't know how to pronounce half these uh wookie uh, uh shriwook names and words either um but she's like oh god what is this name like and then she like you'll see it you know like (laughs) um yeah it's very funny and very sweet of her to do that um my only critique of this is i wish that there was maybe like maybe another illustration like halfway through the story like just a couple more pictures would be cool but i mean that's a small small critique i i thought this was pretty fun
2: Agreed. Maggie, any thoughts on uh, on Life Day Treasury? I know you read it a while ago. I read ago. this
0: back in August. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I reread it again in mid-October, I guess, when I had to uh, interview George and Gavin. Um, I really like it. I hope that we get more tie-in books like this. Um, I really like fables, and I like fairy tales, and I like myths. And I think stories like this really help enrich the mythos of star wars because it makes it feel like a more tangible realistic mm-hmm. galaxy that you can pull these like myths and fables and legends and lore and it just flushes out this world that we love and i i love holidays and i love seeing how the galaxy celebrates them and i would love to see more different kinds mm-hmm. of celebrations because we have You know, as a a society, so many different celebrations, whether they're Independence Days or Days of Remembrance or Valentine's Day or, you know, Mother's Day or Father's Day. I would love to see how those different um, cultural experiences are experienced and shared and passed down.
2: Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Kevin, if you're you're listening life day treasury part two next holiday season please uh get to work on that right away thank you appreciate it
1: (laughs) i'm ready for the uh the star wars st patrick's day book
0: yes hey (laughs) do me a solid and write a st patrick's day book (laughs) just for me
2: (laughs) nice what do, could we get a could we get a Valentine's Day one like just a collection of love stories across the Look, galaxy? I'm that- just
0: saying I pitched that to the Lego people. <laughs> I pitched Lego Valentine's Day. I will pitch Lego that and I'll pitch it as a story from Kevin and George. I'm here for it. I love I love holiday specials.
1: Yeah,
2: agreed. Agreed. I'm down for that one. Um romantic yeah, advice it-
1: from Star Wars. Uh advice number one don't kiss any girls if you don't know your dad uh Uh, there's
0: there is is, (laughs) um amy richard wrote that valentine's day star wars book um which is basically just a series oh yeah yeah of guide i love you i know is the name of it um came out last valentine's day or actually I guess 2021 valentine's day and that's really it's just a bunch of quotes and some sage advice about romance and friendship and
2: in the Star Wars universe.
0: Families, you know, all the different kinds of love, whether it's romantic or agape or, you know, bittersweet.
2: <laughs> well, we are all here for the holiday stuff, uh, no matter what time of year. And as long as it crossovers with Star Wars, we are happy campers. So yeah, it definitely it reads different. It's not, it's not like um uh from a certain point of view stories these are nothing i don't think these are anything like that in my opinion um they read very different um and they are they are very good so go check it out uh life day treasury george mann Kevin scott it's not an expensive book i think it's like 14 bucks maybe on amazon um but you can get it now uh read it for your holidays you could probably have it in a day from amazon so go check it out uh, anything else with Life Day Treasury or you guys want to shout anybody else out before we uh, blow this thing and get out of here?
0: Nope. Okay.
2: You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed our review of Star Wars Life Day Treasury by Kevin Scott and George Mann. Um, We thoroughly enjoyed the book. It's a quick read. Go pick it up. It's awesome. Um, Happy holidays, everybody. Just no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, hopefully you get time to spend with family, friends, eat some good food, drink some good beverages, um, and just enjoy just have fun. Relax. Try to relax a little bit. Um, obviously, do it safely. If you're traveling, be safe. Be mindful of things. Um, but enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the holidays. I managed to score some uh, some uh, Weller Special Reserve the other day. And uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy that with my family <laughs> this, uh, this holiday season. You guys got any uh, big plans other than New Year's band gigs?
1: No, just... That's... I mean... Gonna go see my parents on Christmas Eve, but otherwise, uh, nothing like too crazy. So. Yeah, nice, Maggie. I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie's like, I don't have holidays;
2: just work. I
0: mean, I am. <laughs> no,
2: Maggie, <laughs> she is always busy. People, so we are, are we're happy to have her on tonight to talk about Life Day Treasury. So. Um, Anyway, you can find Outer Rim Beacon on any one of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Outer Rim Beacon. You can email us, Outer Rim Beacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu. Where can they find you guys at?
1: This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and send me money on Venmo at Tanab. and you can also send Kyle money on Venmo at KB underscore legend. <laughs>
0: And this is Maggie. You can follow me over on Twitter at Maggie of the town where I am currently spiraling out of control over an actor who's not in Star Wars. So uh, come along for the ride.
1: <laughs>
2: well, go ch- go check it out and go back and listen to uh, the Kevin Scott episode, everybody. It was a great interview. It was so fun to have him on. Uh, it was it was really fun to have him on And really interesting to hear him talk about certain things So, uh, But he does talk about this book a little bit In that interview So uh, if you want more Kevin Scott You can find it there YouTube, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever So anyway Have a great, fun, happy, safe holiday And happy new year everybody um, May the force be with you
0: For light and Always.
2: life I was going to say For light and life I knew it All right, everybody. We love you. Take care.